once I went on a bike ride the morning we were going to have a party and it was cold out, I got a flat, then I couldn't change my flat, so I call my husband and right as I'm calling him, the garbage disposal broke and started leaking all over the kitchen. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek. I am a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for running triathlon and all things fitness. That means I want to help you improve your life by helping you stay active and helping you cultivate optimism. Optimism is that secret sauce that we can learn to use in our lives to make the impossible become possible. This, the week of June 24th, is National Triathlon Week, so I'm doing a series of podcast videos and posts about triathlon this week, so be sure to follow me on all social media as Power of Run to see all these swim, bike, and run tips that I will share this week. Yesterday, I started off the week by telling the story of the first summer that my friends and I did our first triathlon. It was super fun because everything was new and we just had this epic adventure together. And I really hope that if you don't have friends like this at some point in your life, I hope you find a group like this that is just willing to go out and be silly and have fun together because it really was an amazing summer. Today, I want to talk about excuses because even though it seemed like everyone was on board with our plan, so many of these these things popped up that summer and they even continue to pop up as we talk about triathlon this year with some of the people who haven't done one in a while. So I'm going to cover the most common reasons why people avoid taking part in a triathlon and tell you my tips for moving past these obstacles. Now, if you truly aren't even the slightest bit curious and really are adamant that you're never going to do a triathlon, that's a whole different story. This episode, these tips are for those of you who are on the fence, the people who really want to try but might need just a little bit of encouragement. So first off, There is this perception that only hardcore athletes participate in a try. And while there are lots of people who are extremely athletically talented who do triathlons, the majority of triathletes are normal men and women who participate in the sprint distance. The sprint distance is the shortest distance unless you're doing a special event where maybe they've called it a mini try or a mini sprint and they cut that distance even more, cut it in half perhaps. But usually they're doing that just to give beginners a taste of what it's like to participate in a try. So while the specific numbers of any sprint triathlon can vary, it's usually something like a 500-meter swim. Sometimes it's a 500-yard swim a 12-mile bike, and a 5K run. And for years, triathlon has been male-dominated, 
but there are a number of groups that are really working to increase participation among women. So I really hope to see that number change. And as baby boomers age and as more people kind of get on board with that idea that aging doesn't mean that we have to sit still and give up on our dreams, that retiring is a time of life that opens new doors and gives us more opportunity, more freedom, more time to try new things. I really and I really hope that more women and more people in their 60s, 70s and 80s even start trying, start doing, start participating in triathlon. So you might see your friends' posts on social media And think that all they do is train or that they go on these five-hour bike rides every weekend or that, you know, they all do these full marathons. And that might be true. You might have friends that are training that way. But getting started with a sprint triathlon does not require that level of commitment. It doesn't require that amount of time. You just need to be able to devote about 30 minutes to an hour six days a week so that you could rotate all three, the swim, the bike, and the run, rotate those throughout the week and try to get in two sessions of each throughout the week. And if you can't swing two sessions per sport, then it's totally fine to just extend that rotation and make it a 10-day or a 14-day rotation and just make sure that over the course of that time period that you're rotating and getting equal time in for each of the sports. I know it is tempting when you're first starting out to, like a lot of people don't like to swim and so they will try to avoid swimming because they love to run or they love to bike and they want to do double and triple time on the things that they love. But it is important to spend time on your weakness. It doesn't mean that you have to be amazing at that weakness, but you do have to be adequate. You do have to be good enough at it that you can finish that distance for whatever distance race that you are signed up for. So myth number one, only badasses participate. And the truth is participants are just like you and me, people who are looking for a challenge who are willing to give it a shot. Next, people tend to be afraid of the swim. And sometimes it's the lake swim that scares them. Now, you do need to be able to swim, but most sprint triathlons are only 500 meters. And that's down and back 10 times in your typical 25-meter pool. If you're a runner, you know that you didn't do your first 5K or your first marathon by lacing up and going out and doing that full distance all at once. You built up to it over time. And swimming is exactly the same. You start where you are. And one thing I love about swimming that I wish more people would apply to running is that you don't just jump into the pool and do 500 yards or 500 meters all at once. You start with the warm-up, then you do drills, and then you do a combination of distances with rest breaks so that you're training in technique your training speed, and your training endurance. And you combine all of these pieces, and over time your technique improves, which helps you become faster. So it's not like somebody expects you to jump into the pool and be a world-class swimmer overnight. 
And, and really, you can complete a triathlon without even being an amazing swimmer. You just have to get through the swim to the best of your ability. So if you didn't grow up a swimmer, this is an area that does take some work, but you can learn to swim the entire distance. And another thing to think about is when you get into the lake. Some people panic again when they get into the lake and the water might be dark or maybe the area is crowded. Maybe you're not used to swimming that closely with other swimmers, but at open water practice and at your race, there's always people in boats or on paddle boards who are there to assist you and they are lifeguarding. They are there. There are some races where if you feel like you're in distress they will paddle along and follow you so that there is somebody right beside you. The people who organize triathlons want you to do it safely and they want to make sure that you finish. They want to make sure that you're confident. So they are going to do what they can to help you. And there happens to be a triathlon rule that says they cannot assist you. You can hold on to their boat and take a rest break even, but they cannot advance you forward. So they will be very careful to adhere to the rules, but they will try to help you finish it because just like you, they want to see you succeed. So my best tips for lake swimming or just to finish the distance is to learn some safety strokes so that if you panic, you can side stroke or breast stroke or float on your back while your heart rate goes down or even just tread water. Some I've had instances where my goggles have filled up with water and I'm tired of swimming with that water sloshing in my eyeball every time I turn my head. And so I just stop and I tread water for a bit, tip my head back, dip the water, flip up the goggles so that the water pops out and then get back on my way. So that's my biggest tip. Develop some safety, safety strokes. And then... Go to open water swim practice. Your tri clubs in your area or maybe your community center, somebody is probably hosting open water swim nights that are supervised. So go to those as often as you can. And then while you're there, pay attention to what makes you anxious and give yourself the time and the grace to work through those issues. It will come, I promise. Next, let's talk about all the twos. I'm too old, too out of shape, too busy, too creaky, too slow. We make time for the things that we believe are important. So if completing a triathlon is important to you, you will find a way to get to the pool a few times a week or to hit the road on your bike and get out with friends and run. You just will. You'll make the time, whether it's early morning, over lunch, or after the kids go to bed. If you want it, you will create holes in your schedule where you can put those training blocks. Now, if you're worried about being too out of shape, this is the best reason to get into shape, right? Choose a race and use it as your motivation to become more active. For most people, the swim is the biggest obstacle because they didn't grow up swimming. However, most of us have been on the bike before, and even if we don't run, With a little practice, we can build up to 3.1 miles of running or run walking or just 
walking, you can finish the distance if you put in the consistency. Consistency is the biggest thing you can do to ensure success, just getting out there and giving it your best effort on a consistent basis. I know that being slow can also be a worry, but triathlon really, triathletes are super welcoming. You might run into people that have all the gear and the fancy outfits and the decked out bike, and they might look intimidating, but almost every time, if you try to talk to those people, if you ask them your questions, if you are out there trying, they are going to be willing to talk to you and help you. So don't worry about being slow. Everybody remembers what it was like to be a beginner. And there are people of all ages, sizes, and abilities out there on the course. And it really truly is my hope that as we get more women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond into triathlon, that people will learn to celebrate the accomplishment of finishing and worry less about how fast they swam, if they were the last biker in, or if they walked that last leg of the race. Next, let's talk about the outfits. I know, especially if you're starting to get a little bit thicker, a little bit of pudge around the middle, it's hard to even think about showing up in one of those skin-type, skin-tight tri-suits, right? The outfits are designed so that you can complete the entire race wearing the same outfit. And they're supposed to be tight like a swimsuit so that you can do the swim without a bunch of fabric weighing you down and creating drag. And the same on the bike. It's tight enough that you don't have extra fabric blowing in the wind, slowing you down. But if you feel more comfortable throwing a t-shirt on or a sweatshirt or something over your tri-suit before you bike or run, do what makes you happy. The fitted outfits should not be the thing that stops you from giving this a try. And I know it is hard to feel like everyone, when you feel like everyone can see your tummy bulge, especially if people are taking pictures and posting them. We're all self-conscious. But it's also another one of those things that I hope that we as a society can get better about. We need to stop being so hard on ourselves. We need to understand that and appreciate our bodies for all that they can do and not be so hard on our bodies because of how we look. Because in the end, when you cross that finish line, you have done something amazing. You have asked your body to do some really tough stuff. Another concern, people sometimes worry about all the gear that's necessary. And really, to get started, you can wear your swimsuit. You don't need a fancy watch. You probably will need some goggles unless you like dirty water or salt water or whatever kind of water you're swimming in to sting your eyes. As far as the bike goes, you can borrow a friend's bike or use whatever you already have. It doesn't have to be a fancy bike. Once you decide that this is something you want to pursue and maybe you want to do more than once, you might want to upgrade some of your gear. But while you're learning, there is just no reason why you need to invest a ton of money. You do need a helmet and you'll probably want some sunglasses for riding. But as far as the run goes, all you need is your running shoes, right? So you can invest in more expensive gear later on, but to get started, I mean, just take the bare basics and see if you like it. Related to the bike, 
flat tires can be a big concern. I get that. I hear, especially from women, that they're afraid. What if I get a flat? What am I going to do? I don't know how to change my tires. Don't know how to change the flat. Many bike shops have maintenance classes that you can take. And there's always YouTube. It is amazing what you can find on YouTube now. You can teach yourself how to change a flat tire just by watching a video. And it will happen to you at some point. I have done all kinds of things from... I remember once I went out on a bike ride the morning we were going to have a party and it was cold out. I got a flat. Then I couldn't change my flat. So I call my husband and right as I'm calling him, he's putting the final preparations together for our party and the garbage disposal broke and started leaking all over the kitchen. And so we had this going on just like an hour or two before we had a party that was starting. What I was doing on my bike before our party started, I have no idea, but I was determined to get that ride in and it went all kinds of wrong. But I, so I've had my husband come pick me up. I also eventually did learn how to change my own flat. And like I said, you can take classes to learn how to change a flat and maintain your own bike. Finally, Fear of failure and its cousins, fear of being made fun of, and fear of being laughed at. Let's just get this out of the way. Anyone who laughs at you is a mean jerk and their opinion doesn't matter. If somebody is making fun of you, they have their own problems. They have their own issues going on. It is not about you. As far as fear of failure goes, if you don't take risks and push yourself beyond your comfort zone, You aren't growing. Sometimes we don't hit the mark. But that is what life is about. Challenging ourselves, shooting for the stars, and seeing how far we soar. So what do you think about all that? Did I cover your big reason for for avoiding triathlon? If you've been doing tries for a while, what was your biggest fear when you first started out? Give me your insight, your comments, your feedback by emailing me at coachkim at thepowerofrun.com or by sending me a message on any social media. I go by Power of Run on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So you can check me out there. Visit me at www.crushingmygoals.com. I would love to talk triathlon about with you. And stay tuned throughout the week for more triathlon talk. The next episode is going to have my tips for anyone in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and above who might be thinking about doing a triathlon. So if you're a master's athlete, this next episode will be all about you. Have a great week and get out there and try. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com. Dot com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.